Hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Andran Legal Hour. All right, welcome back. We are talking in this video about Strike 3, and this is a new article that I read, and I'm joined today by the one, the only, the unbeatable, the impeccable, the world-leading analyst, Lisa Vondren. <laughs> Happy to be here today. Okay, so Lisa deals with some of our Torrent clients and you know talks to them, and she knows what's going on here as we settle cases in, our, in the trenches here for people that are accused of downloading adult pornography. Now, anybody that's been following my podcast knows the two big ones that are out there filing in mass are what companies? Malibu Media and Strike Three Holdings. That's right. And the article I'm looking at right now, and the one I'm just going to be referring to, is it's on, from MiamiHerald.com, and it was written on July 12th, 2018. So I know, um, being in the trenches here, that as of this date, many, 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 many people who were accused of down, who are accused of downloading porn are in these lawsuits. So I look at, um, you know, there's some statements made by one of the law firms that handles this. And to me, these are, you know, extrajudicial statements while these litigation cases are pending. So they should be accurate. And if not, they should be allowed to be rebutted, which is really what I'm doing here is talking about the realities of what I see are not the realities that I'm seeing stated in this article. So I'm just going to point out what I see as a questionable. Okay. So, um, at any rate, the article talks about the Steven Spielberg of porn, um, sues to stop Floridians from pirating his raunchy videos. So that's what we're talking about here. And the article goes on to talk about how strike three holdings has the popular sites blacked and tushy vixen and, and blacked and blacked raw, I guess it is. And how there's a national push for over 1,200 cases, 1,200 lawsuits. If you think about how many lawsuits that is in the federal courts, Lisa, that's quite a few. Yeah, and every month they're filing, you know, just they're not, they're not stopped filing these, these cases. I mean, it's just crazy. It's, you know, the kind of money that this, these, this company makes out of these lawsuits is, is staggering if you think about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And so, you know, as some people are telling me, you know, holy cow, they must be making more on infringement, the back-end infringement business, than they are in selling subscriptions online. Now, that I don't know. I couldn't confirm one way or the other. I know Strike3 is one of the bigger sites um, that are out there. They're more popular. But, you know, it's like, you know, people have to realize, you know, even though you like their videos, you have to do things within the license if you don't. You can get caught for torrenting and, and downloading uh, porn torrents and finding yourself getting either a takedown letter, a warning letter sometimes, or you just get what I get is people going right into a lawsuit and you have law firms that are just going right on in and, and suing these people as DOE defendants and then trying to find out their name from their ISP. So tell us a little bit about that where they get a letter from the ISP. Well, what happens is a lawsuit gets filed and then they they file uh, some was it for early discovery so that they can send the ISP a letter basically saying that this particular ISP on this particular date needs to be identified so that they can you know amend the complaint and you know, potentially 
add their name to a federal lawsuit. So what happens is people come to us, whether it's uh, just from the getting the letter from the ISP, sometimes they've already been served, sometimes their name's already been amended and added to the complaint. Um, and mind you, federal cases are very easily searchable. So that's what we always encourage our clients that, you know, try and get to us once you get the subpoena, because it gives us time to be able to, you know, possibly get the case settled without your name even being released. So that's kind of the process. And um, what we definitely, definitely probably get more strike three calls in Malibu Media because Malibu or strike three files more lawsuits in Malibu Media. Yeah, good point. So yeah, and what Lisa was saying is settling anonymously is what a lot of people want to do now. Um, and that's because, you know, if it, if you want, if, if they're able to find out your name, they do run some sort of, from what I've been able to tell some detailed asset search tool that somehow they really are able to tap in on what you, what you may be worth or what your net worth is. And then in our experience, contrary to what we read in this article, in our experience, you know, they push for the largest settlement that they can get for that particular person. So it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all. It's not, you know, I'll talk about some of these statements that I, that I have questions about. But, you know, in my experience, contrary to this article, they're seeking every um, penny possible. So, you know, we don't want, we don't want as jurors, potential jurors in these cases to be reading articles like this and getting the impression that, um, they're just trying to be fair, that they just want to, they're just trying to curb infringement, that they don't really want to make money. I mean, statements that you see, and I'm going to refer to these in a second, but you know, we want, we want it to be known that, that's not the case, at least from my angle. Now, maybe somebody's calling up and uh, settling cases on their own and without an attorney, and maybe they would be really nice and honor honor these numbers. But you know, our point of view is that they seek to get every every dollar out of people that they can, and it's it's a more aggressive thing than it is a nicing. It's a constantly, hey, we're going to serve your client. Hey, we're going to serve them you know, last chance, you know, we're going to go into litigation, you know, this is a good one. And so there is a, um, from my perspective as an intellectual property lawyer and copyright infringement, there is this hard push to get every last dime out of someone. Now, some people say, well, don't they have a right to enforce their intellectual property? I would say, sure, of course they do. But let's be honest about the process. Let's be honest about what we're trying to get out of people. You know, a lot of cases, you know, these settlements are pushing people to, you know, not, I'm going to say filing bankruptcy. I mean, nobody wants to file bankruptcy, but it's pushing them into a, a real financial hardship. And, you know, it's not something to me that, that you know, that we're you know, always able to get the best result we want for people. And that's because they're pushing so hard to get every last drop. So. Well, and, and what this, what's sad about it is, is that, you know, they want to do their, before they'll even consider any type of a hardship settlement, um, they want to know everything about you. They want to know your address, your name. I mean, I, even to a point of, oh, this person has a, a, a savings account. So I, I, I turn the savings account information over. There's $60 in the savings account. You know, it's just, it's sad because, you know, people have the right to enforce their, their copyrights, but trying to get, like, like people are cashing out their 401ks. I mean, trying to take, like, every last penny that somebody has 
And a lot of times it's like the kids in, at the house, it's not the mom, it's not the dad, it's not the stepdad, it's the children, you know, the kids that, you know, are, are students are part-time, but they're, they're at, they're basing the, the settlement on the ISP holder, which is typically the parents. So, I mean, it's, I just, we see, you know, people having to cash out 401ks, uh, you know, not even having anything to, to fall back on. And they're trying to get every, every last penny that they possibly can. It's just, it's pretty sad. Well said, well said. So let's, let's square up this, which is what, what I would refer to as our reality. This is what we see on our end, settling these cases, um, litigating these cases. These cases are, as I mentioned, they're active federal court cases. And so, you know, when we put out statements, what we call extrajudicial, some people call it trial statements or publicity statements, we want to be as accurate as possible. And in this Miami Herald uh, article, questions I have here, and I'm just going to call this questionable statement number one, it says, um, this company isn't interested in revealing John Doe names, which I don't agree with. It seems like they're always pushing Correct me if I'm wrong. They're always pushing to we're gonna we're gonna put them in. We're gonna it's the threat every every time. Yeah, so it's a constant threat or making money from the lawsuits. Now we have a you know this is a top intellectual property law firm that we're dealing with here. Not they're saying they're not interested in making money from the lawsuits. I have to I have to take issue with that, and I can't just say oh my gosh what a nice company that they really don't want to make any money because that's certainly not what I'm seeing, you know. And it says they're just interested in reducing copyright infringement. Okay, well, if you wanted to just uh, reduce copyright infringement, couldn't you just have them pay for the subscription amount? Yeah. You know, but that's not what we're seeing. So that's one question I have here. Um, Another one I see says um, our ultimate goal, this is from an attorney for the law firm that does these cases, our ultimate goal is to just simply get people to pay for our content the right way. Um, that's from a lawyer coordinating over 1,200 cases. They just want them to pay for the content the right way. Well, tell me what a subscription is, and we're happy to pay it. Right. Okay, we would do that in a minute. We would even pay small and fair infringement fees. But that's, you know, that's not what's, what's typically being asked for here. And the final statement that's in this Miami Herald article is, and that's, um, you know, that one of the firms says, hey, we readily, we readily drop cases when mistakes are found. Mm, not true. You know, just the other day I had someone that did not even do the downloading, and guess what? The case has not been dropped yet. And he's asking more questions. And more that. questions are being asked, and heck, I even offer to uh, send over the laptop. To know, and to my knowledge, not receiving a response yet for that. So, you know, I have questions, and I don't want this. You know, this article, which a juror may look at. You know, there are two sides to this story, and so, you know, from my perspective, I have serious questions about it. So, you can read and do your own. There's also a section in here that says, um, now I don't know. It looks like maybe this was written by the reporter. I cannot tell. But it says the majority of defendants will settle, innocent or not, usually for between 1,000 and 8,000. Um, now, that's just a number, don't laugh, but I mean, that's just a number that we don't see. And, you know, when we 
when we bring this up, it's like, well, you know, don't don't over rely on the article. I'm just going, well, that this is an article that people do read. Potential jurors can read this. Anybody that's involved in a case can read this. And, you know, again, I'm just putting, I'm just putting, I have questions with this. So you have the Miami Herald article you have as a, we are probably one of the main law firms handling strike three torrent defense cases, peer-to-peer file sharing. Um, and we wanted to take some time to just rebut what we see is just not 100% accurate, and we, we do think that people deserve to know both sides. So if you're involved in a case and you want to discuss, we're happy to provide a free consultation. And Lisa, where would they call? 877-276-5084, and you will get to talk with the one and only me. Okay. So this is an advertisement and a communication. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you like it, share it on your social media networks. Whenever you hear a debate about what these cases are settling for or law firms that are handling these cases, the information from the trench, feel free to share this link. Okay. So this is general legal information only and not legal advice or a substitute for legal advice. And that's about it. Have yourselves a great day. And we hope this has been informative. And thank you for listening to Vondran Legal Hour.